Good afternoon, good morning. This is Mark Johnson from Loyalty 360. Hope everyone's happy, safe, and well. I want to welcome you back to another edition of Loyalty Live. In this series, we talk to leading agencies, technology providers, and consultants in customer channel and brand loyalty about the technology, trends, and best practices that impact a brand's ability to drive unique experience, enhance engagement, but most importantly, impact customer loyalty. It allows for a deeper assessment in the state of customer loyalty as we surface challenges that brands are having with regard to their customer loyalty efforts. And we get to speak to these very interesting, very well-qualified technology providers and consultants about how brands should address them. So looking forward to our discussion today, uh, we have the pleasure of speaking with Christian Selchu Hansen, who's the Chief Executive Officer at Formation. How are you? Mark, doing well. Uh, looking forward to the conversation. Absolutely. Looking forward to it as well. Uh, first off, we always like to start these on a more personal level. So we'd like to know a little bit about yourself, uh, your role with formation, you know, how long you've been the company, and maybe a fun fact about your background, uh, passion in swimming that you may have. Uh, we'd love to know that as well. Sure. So uh, I'm co-founder uh, and CEO of Formation.ai. Uh, we started the company about six years ago, uh, really to help retailers connect with customers at an individual level. Um, and I've been very fortunate to work with uh, a number of great people and organizations throughout my career, uh, which has now spanned you know, a number of different startups. Uh, the first company I founded was a media tech nonprofit. Uh, then I worked at Zenga uh, for a number of years and then at Square. Uh, and then I joined BCG Digital Ventures as an entrepreneur in residence. Uh, and that's where I developed uh, the concept that has now become Formation. Okay, great. Uh, um, and then in terms of a fun fact, well, you know, I think, you know, you mentioned swimming, which, which is something I certainly enjoyed kind of, you know, through, uh, through college and, um, and still certainly enjoy it. Uh, the other thing I think I've really been passionate about is, is honestly building things. Uh, and in many ways, it started uh, when I was very young with Legos uh, and now having a couple of kids. Um, it's something that I've been able to kind of rekindle uh, in many ways. And, and, uh, now I get to play Legos with my kids too. That's good. Legos are, uh, always fun. I don't know if you can see, but yeah, but nice little Lego back there. I buy things for my son and have him put them together. Like I bought him R2D2 at Christmas. Yep. I don't have it in there yet, but I buy them and he puts them together. So it works out it, well. It's a, it's a good relationship. That's perfect. It is. Yeah. So I, I help him time to time, but I usually am not as uh, quick with the directions as he would like me to be. So he takes them over, which is fun. That's great. So when you look at formation, a uh, very interesting company, uh, kind of a great proposition of what you guys are looking to do. For those who may not be familiar with formation, can you tell us a little bit about the company, uh, what you guys do, how you do it, and then you know, how you partner with clients to help impact, enhance their customer loyalty efforts? Absolutely. So BCG recently published an article uh, declaring there's a $70 billion opportunity for brands to move from mass offers to personal offers. Uh, and that's really what we are built to help retailers do. So we're a SaaS product for B2C marketers. Uh, we're focused primarily on retail. Uh, and we have the world's first dynamic offer optimization platform. Uh, and our patented platform makes it possible for marketers to activate their first party data by creating personal offers for each customer using dynamic actions and dynamic rewards, uh, and then automatically optimize those offers over time. 
Uh, and ultimately that helps achieve much better customer engagement metrics, uh, much better financial metrics, and ultimately establish a much stronger relationship with your customers. Okay. Excellent. Uh, customer loyalty, very important to us, very important to uh, you know, retailers and, 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 and all brands. And I think even uh, what you talked about, the idea of looking at personalization and using customer loyalty to you know, enhance those offers. But we always like to get an understanding of how people define customer loyalty. And so what does customer loyalty mean to you, to Formation, and, and to the brands that you help uh you know, in their customer loyalty journey. Well, what does it mean? We always like to get that qualitative uh, understanding. Yeah. You know, I guess the way I think about customer loyalty, um, really, it really starts with engagement. At the end of the day, if you're engaging a customer throughout their relationship with you, whether they're a new customer, a highly engaged customer, or someone who's perhaps lapsed, but you're striking that engagement cord, um, that ultimately helps you define customer loyalty because what it means is you're thinking about holistically all the various touch points in which that person engages with your brand, your product, and your service. And what that means today, I think more than any other, and this is something that you know, has accelerated, particularly through the course of, of the pandemic, is it means that that engagement needs to be more personal. You know, I think a lot of consumers in the, in the United States and certainly throughout the world have dramatically increased kind of their digital engagement with brands and services. And for the native kind of brands and services and whether you think of Amazon or Netflix, certainly kind of Instagram, um, the way that you interact with them, if you think about your mobile app, um, your mobile app for Netflix looks completely different from mine. Your home screen is different. What you like is different and it's made specifically for you. And what that means is it's relevant. And, and that relevance is what then drives engagement. Uh, and so in order to be highly engaging in today's world with today's customer, with today's consumer, you need to really focus around relevance. And then that ultimately helps you deliver value. Okay. Uh, when you look at relevance, uh, and we always like to know what people think are what the brands and the partners we speak with, the kind of biggest challenge and opportunity to see in customer loyalty. And I would assume it's relevance. And I would probably agree with that because yeah. getting to relevancy, using zero party data, first party data, uh, understanding technology to enable that is a big challenge for brands, right? Because they're uh, focused on their day to day, uh, you know, they're uh, especially going through COVID, getting BOPUS out or, you know, updating the website to address uh, kind of the kind of the, the temporal challenges. You know, if you look at relevance as being the biggest challenge for opportunities in customer loyalty, why is that? And, and how are you looking to address that? Yeah, well, I, you know, I think you said it, um, the effective use of first party data. That, that is one of the single biggest challenges that I think brands face today. So, you know, part of, I feel like the, the loyalty um, relationship at the end of the day is you have a customer who, who is putting their hand up and they're saying, I want to have a longer term relationship with your brand, your product, your service, because I like what you do. I connect with your brand and what that means is they're willing to share information. And, and you mentioned zero party data, which I think is really important. And, and that is also, I think, a term that it's relatively new and, and may not be well understood by, by some folks. It really is, it's first party data, but specifically 
recognizing that customers today, in order to share that data, they want to see value directly from your brand. So it's, it's the explicit relationship saying, I'm going to share this data, but for that data, which I know is valuable, I want something in return. And when I say effective use of data, it, it really is that exchange. And I think a lot of brands, they, they ask for, you know, as part of certainly their loyalty program to share more data, but then they don't really use it. They don't use it effectively. You know, I've, I've, one of the stories I feel like is, you know, to kind of uh, echo this point. So there is, <clears throat> you know, throughout the last number of years, I've traveled to Seattle quite often. Um, you know, we, have, we have a couple of customers there and I would stay at the same hotel and every week. And I went for a while, I was going weekly. Um, I would check into the hotel and they would say, you know, first mispronounce my last name, which happens pretty often. That's, that's not too surprising, but then they'd say, have you stayed here before? And I literally be like, yeah, you checked me in like six days ago. <laughs> um, I was here last week and I was here the week before that and the week before that and the week before that. And, I, and I'm part of this hotel's loyalty program. And the, the challenge of them connecting their system, which recognized that I was in the loyalty program, which by the way, happened about four steps or five steps later in the check-in process where they'd say, oh, and I see you're a member of the loyalty program. Thank you for your, for your loyalty. I'm like, yeah, but you already kind of ruined it. You already made me feel like a stranger. And I'm, I'm expecting when I'm sharing this data that you're going to use it effectively, that you're going to use it to make my experience nicer, that you're going to use it to give me some value. And I think that is, that is one of the single biggest challenges brands have today. They, they don't necessarily, they're not providing for how do I show and demonstrate value to my customer, um, perhaps show them progression as they engage more with my brand, they're going to see more value from, from that relationship. That, that's a challenge that I don't think many folks within the industry have, have quite nailed. There are examples of a few places, but but I think it's it's a big opportunity. Absolutely. And the next question uh, we like to ask is, you know, is there a current trend or technology or idea that you believe is important uh, for brands to focus on? And based on you know, your previous response, I would assume it's you know getting to that value, being able to share that expression. But that's a big challenge for brands to having the technology, the technology stacks that work together to get to personalization, get to, you know, one to few or, or one to one is very difficult because, you know, they, they don't have the ability to look at data. They don't they ingest data. Do they need a CDP or do they need a customer loyalty program? Do they need a dam for the digital assets? You know, getting that can be very, very difficult, especially with limited resources and in, in many organizations. So how, you know, what is that idea you think is most important and, and how do you get there? Yeah. Yeah. It, it it really, I think that the biggest trend is, is around zero party data and how do I, you know, again, demonstrate value to my customer for receiving their data, for understanding more about them. Um, and, and one of the things that I think is, is both a trend and really important for brands to consider is how, how am I demonstrating that value to my customer and showing progression? And it's one of the areas where we have always focused with, with the brands that we work on. Um, and one of the elements of it is really around applying some of the kind of technology around gamification uh, in order to help do that. You know, having spent a number of years in gaming, I think gamification has 
in many ways, a, a bit of a misunderstood application within the industry. A lot of times, you know, whether you think of badges or whether you think of kind of certain aspects of, of, of games, they're kind of applied a little bit like kind of willy-nilly. They're, they're not core to the experience. They're not really driving a lot of incremental value for a customer. But when it's applied well, it makes a substantial difference. At the end of the day, we, we all participate um, you know, in games throughout our life um, because we see progression. We see that when I'm playing a game, I'm going to, whether it's win a point or win a game or win a match or win a set or win a tournament or whatever it happens to be. Um, and you see yourself progress. And, and in a relationship, particularly in a loyalty relationship, I think a lot of brands have forgotten that that need to show progression to a customer is, is, a, is a huge opportunity. Uh, and, and applying gaming mechanics in the right way uh, to help show your customer, hey, here's a path. Here's a path that if you follow, you're going to get more value, you're going to have a better experience, and you're going to get more from this relationship uh, with me as a brand, a product, or a service. Okay. What's one piece of advice you would share with brands who are looking to improve their customer loyalty or customer experience strategies? You know, I guess the biggest one, and you mentioned this, is there undoubtedly there are, you know, I think it's like the MarTech 12,000 or something now, like the, the, the landscape of um, possibilities is kind of endless. And I think that, that you know, choice consequence is that is also very present within many marketing organizations. As you mentioned, they have limited resources. They have a lot of different choices when it comes to either technology or kind of new processes to implement. The biggest thing I would say is don't wait for perfect. Pick a use case, something specific, try it out, see what works, and then figure out how to scale what works from there. Recognize that this is a learning process. The customer experience spans a lot of different touch points, whether it's with the website, whether it's the mobile app, whether it's in-store, whether it's with customer service, all across all those different touch points, you have opportunities to influence and help customers ultimately connect better with your brand. And yep. what I'd say is when you look at the whole thing, it seems overwhelming. But when you start to narrow it down and say, I'm going to pick this one particular use case, I'm going to try something out. And you know what? I'm going to experiment. Uh, I'm not, I'm going to be okay with failing because what it means is you're trying some new things. And I think that that willingness to fail is something that the industry and many marketing organizations, they, they have difficulty with. You know, I, I remember talking with a, a very senior uh, kind of an experienced chief digital officer and and one of the things she mentioned was, you know, for a lot of junior marketers, the only thing they're trying to do is not get fired. They just don't want to make a mistake. And I think that that's a very, uh, that's, that is a giant opportunity, I think, for, for many companies and illustrative of a giant opportunity for many companies to kind of change that kind of mindset from, hey, we're going to experiment. We're going to try a number of different things. We're going to figure out what works. And then 
let what works decide really where you make the investments instead Absolutely. of feeling like I have to make this, you know, multi-million dollar decision to go all in on this one thing when you're not even sure what it's really going to do for your brand or for your customers. So yep. start small, experiment and, and figure out what works and then scale. Absolutely. Great. Just jump, make a move. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Your so, customers aren't, you know, they're not waiting around. Uh, no, yeah, neither are your competitors. That's for sure. Okay. And when you look at uh, kind of the March at 12,000, I actually uh, haven't looked at the new list uh, this year, but that creates a lot of consternation, right? Creates a lot of uh, uh, cortisol with the the marketers, Uh, a lot of challenges there, getting them to integrate, understanding what they do. There's a lot of times, you know, we see, we help brands uh, through our analyst process, you know, assess platforms, assess technologies. We have, you know, 120, 20 brands and growing, and we talk to them all on a daily basis, right? And they they want to, get, to use a technology that can help them ameliorate their kind of challenges they have. But the challenge is, does the technology do what it says it's going to do? Uh, does it integrate? Does it have the REST API? Do they have the integration with Aloha or NCR or PosiTouch? Oh, yeah, they do. Well, they don't, right? So there's a lot of challenges in that regard. So, you know, what recommend, recommendations do you have or advice when you look at brands who are looking for new technology or partners to help them because it can be a very daunting process, a daunting uh, challenge for these, these marketers. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, you mentioned a few things like one, certainly um, it helps, it helps to find experts, certainly people who, um, who know the industry, who can help specifically. Um, It also you know, I think when you have a, a vendor say they can do it all, uh, which I definitely think is one of the stories I know I hear from, mm-hmm. from people within the industry. Oh, yeah, they say they can do this and they can do that and they can do that. Like the, the short answer there is not well. Maybe they can do it all, but it's not going to be a very good experience. It's probably not exactly how the software was built. And, and so what I would say there is, when you pick your use case, um, and this is, I would say, the most important thing, because I think where a lot of marketers can get turned around is they don't know exactly what they're aiming for. And, and without knowing the what you're aiming for, it becomes very difficult to evaluate technology for what you need. So when you start with specifically like the use case and you find a vendor who really knows what they're talking about and what they're doing with that use case, then you can start to be much more confident that not only is their software going to do what it, what it is supposed to do, uh, but it's also going to be much easier to get that done. And you know, for us, and you know, with formation, our specific kind of value proposition and our focus is offers. Like we focus on loyalty offers. Like our our platform has been used to send over ten billion unique offers over time. We've done it with multiple industries, with multiple big brands, but that's what we know. But when someone says, oh, hey, can you, you know, do more in terms of like, let's say website personalization, or can you just do this recommendation engine? And the short answer is like, for us is, is no, that's not what we do. That's not what we focus on. But I think within the industry, a lot of providers probably say, oh yeah, sure. We can, you know, we can do some of that. And that, that tends to be a, a big challenge. So again, like I would say, focus on your use case, know what you're aiming for, 
and then evaluate some specific criteria against how do you make that real? And then again, and try it. You know, if, if someone, if a vendor isn't willing to, um, you know, come in and, and help you demonstrate, you know, that their, their capabilities are there, then, you know, that's a risk. Absolutely. And yeah, I think it's a, a great perspective for sure. Uh, trying and, 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 and uh, you know, being able to do a use case or drawing kind of a short test, I think is, is, is a great way to do it and evaluate it. But having kind of proven platforms like yourself that work with enterprise clients uh, is, is, is obviously the way to go too. But uh, making sure that they actually work with those enterprise clients can be a challenge. Yeah. So the last question I have, you know, what can Loyalty 360 do as an association uh, for customer loyalty, you know, help uh, others in their customer loyalty and customer experience journey? You know, Mark, we, we've talked a few different times and it's always, always been a pleasure. And, and one of the things I think you do in this podcast is a great example is continue to create forums for people in the industry to share their experiences and their knowledge. You know, I think a lot of things within the industry, people keep pretty close. Uh, they don't share as much as I think it would be helpful for everyone to be able to move faster. Uh, and so I think you know, again, by virtue of whether it's this podcast, the articles, you know, various forums uh, that you all, you know, offer and certainly look forward to having events come back at some point here. Um, those are fantastic learning opportunities. Uh, and I, I think that's what the industry really needs, probably more than anything. Um, there's an incredible amount of innovation that is happening. Um and being able to start showcasing more of what works uh, and help people, you know, connect uh, and learn from others. I think that's a giant opportunity and, and the industry sorely needs it. Absolutely. Yeah. I think you uh, appreciate that. That's one of the things that we're trying to do, uh, opening up a community, uh, listening to the brands, listening to organizations like yourself and kind of taking things full circle, understanding the, the challenge that the brands have, taking back to providers like yourself, who we know at a, a pretty granular level and then getting responses, right? But also taking some things you're doing from an enterprise perspective, how you're leveraging these disparate data points to create, uh, you know, gamified experiences that drive behavior, uh, and you know, other examples as well, and to, to create uh, kind of that, a unique community that allows kind of an openness. And that's something we've seen over the last you know, year, two years going through COVID there. There is a greater openness. I think people who share, who are willing to share and truly listen to opportunities, uh, I think those are the brands uh, and, and, the, and the partners that are doing well. I completely agree. All right, great. Well, Christian, thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. It was great uh, learning more, a little bit more about you and also about some of the, the technologies and some of your insight in the industry. And I look forward to learning more from formation throughout the year. Mark, likewise. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Pleasure. And thank you everyone for listening. Looking forward to having you back again for another edition of Multi Live. Have a great day.